This is Ed McMahon. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Studio C, a dimly lit room deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty communications compound, the world getting back at it. And today, we are under the tutelage of our general manager, us Armstrong and Getty, back and better than ever. Well, back and better. Well, back. We're back. Certainly heavier. Oh, my. I'm certainly heavier. Um... So I have figured out the cause of obesity, which I think is going to be huge news, as people have been talking about this now for decades. Finally, your Nobel Prize for medicine. I'll tell you what causes (laughs) weight gain. It's PIE. That's an acronym. P-I-E. Pastry injection events. Uh, Too many of them will lead to weight gain. That's what I've decided. Man, I like PIE. I had, like pie. I had several pastry in, injection events. I ate pie, I'd say, six times a day for four days. Wow. Wow. As my wife made a very large homemade pumpkin pie and a very large homemade apple pie. Wow. They were both delicious and giant. My wife's pies don't vary in size. My wife's. I think I just declared myself a polygamist there. Not wives. <laughs> wife's. Uh, well, that's, that's funny. So she'll... Like, I think she got a bigger pie pan. Ah. Anyway. That's the so key. I ate pie six times a day for four days. Wow. And got the expected result. Pie is much like the goldfish. They only grow to the size of the container that you put it in. <laughs> yes. Right. Right. Yes, apparently. But, uh, yeah. You, you, well, you know, it was predictable what would happen, and it did happen. Exactly. So what are you going to do? Um, we got to get into it. We've got uh, we got a, we got a horde of migrants uh, running at the border. We got to deal with that. Situation. We've got shoeless children being tear gassed. You mean we're being invaded, and uh, we need to talk about that. Let's uh, kick off the show by introducing everybody in the squad. Actually, we have a live reporter from the border coming up in just a little bit. Uh, let's kick off the show by introducing everybody in the squad. There's our um, board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons. Flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? Good. I hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving, I, a safe Black Friday, and I'm a little surprised that we're working today. Very being safe s- from my home. Not leaving my home on Friday was quite safe for Black Friday. Cool. And um, But I am surprised that we're working today being Cyber Monday. Do government workers have today off? <laughs> of course they do. <laughs> they should. It's yeah. traditionally the day when people go online because they don't have internet at home. <laughs> so they have to shop online for more. Do you do remember that's the... <laughs> origin of cyber monday right it makes black friday look authentic (laughs) the idea of cyber monday (laughs) but what the hell somebody's trotting out 40 percent off something i want i guess i'll buy it god well since we're here i'll work hard (laughs) yes we had to come in on cyber monday there's positive sean whose smile lights up the room how are you sean uh, doing very well. Excited to announce that I am working the Cyber Monday desk. Thank if goodness you, somebody if you, needs to. Yeah, I got I got flat screens. I got tablets. I got phablets. I got VR setups. I got things you didn't even know you needed connected to the Internet that are connected to the Internet. If you need a deal, come to me. I'll let you know where to get it. You know, this is the busiest shopping day online of the year, except for it's not. Oh, boy. But go ahead and say it over and over. 
on the news if you want to. Sean, can you find me a beard trimmer that I can somehow connect to the internet? <laughs> a smart trimmer, you I say? Need, exactly. Yeah, an eye trimmer. A connected <laughs> trimmer. I need a scale that berates me. I need a scale that oh, yells at me when right. I step on it. That's 60% off today. Yeah, I need to step on the scale and have it say, Dude, have some dignity. Dude, you know, people point and laugh at you when you're walking out of the room. Wow, really withering criticism. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Wow. I want it to really be mean. Uh, Glad you're working the Cyber Monday desk. We'll stay abreast of that situation all day long. Uh, There's Marshall Phillips, who does our news mm, every day. mm, mm. He says, sipping his caffeine juice, perhaps Cyber Monday would be a good day to go to armstrongandgetty.com and get yourself some A&G swag. That's all f- still full retail. It's uh, <laughs> Well, we've got it featured as off. <laughs> With this being the busiest shopping day online of the year. Right, well, uh, right, exactly. Our Cyber Monday offer, buy two, get two. <laughs> the math checks out. <laughs> buy one, get another one at the same price if you decide to buy another one. Right. There is Marshall Phillips who does our news. How are you, Marshall? Well, I went out on Black Friday to do some drive-by mocking. I would drive by these lines of folks and laugh openly at them, mock them, and uh, drive. keep on driving. And i got to tell you, I had not one, but three Thanksgiving dinners over the holidays. Awesome. Yes. Awesome. Not one did I cook myself. It was an orgy of food and drink, including... For the first time in many years, gin martini. Oh, wow. <laughs> Added that into your three meals. Wow. I'd like to give thanks events. for my buzz. Oh, God, <laughs> Fantastic. It, was, it was nuts. Yeah, I did end up on the floor Thursday night right. after the meal. I had to lay down. I could not. Uh, my son laid down first. I thought, wow, he has got my genes for this. Wow. He went and laid down on the floor. <laughs> A couple overfed cattle. <laughs> Wow. Um, we do have to talk about the border. I don't know if you've seen the videos uh, from the border yesterday. I liked watching. Uh, I watched two of your mainstream news uh, yesterday evening. ABC News and NBC News. Their their big West Coast national news feed led with it snowing in Nebraska. Oh boy! Doesn't matter that we've got an armed conflict on our border. They led with snow in Nebraska, which is absolutely unbelievable. I just can't believe we're gassing shoeless children. We'll talk about that later. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It is Monday, November 26th, the year 2018. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Let's begin gassing illogic at the border of your mind. Precisely according to FCC rules and regulations, here's the official beginning of the show at Mark. Which was quite chaotic also. Barbaric! Yeah. I, I, I don't know why any of you participate in that. but Also tear gas there. Yeah, God bless you for doing so, I guess. Uh, what are the headlines, Marshall Phillips? Well, President Trump calling on Mexico to pull out all the stops to keep migrants out of the U.S. Researchers in an uproar over claims genetically engineered babies have been created. Or GBs, Gebs, as I call them. And the U.S. getting ready to really, really probe Mars. Stories coming up minutes from now, Armstrong and Getty. I hope the GEBs don't suffer from PIEs like mm. I do. Mm. Um, how does mail? 
mailbag look. Oh, it's fine. It's good. We have some weekly shower thoughts to kick off the new week and uh, insight, humor, etc. As I mentioned, we have a uh, reporter live from the border area on this. Um, the caravan hit the border and uh, the S hit the fan. And uh, Just remember, it's not an invasion. It's not an invasion. It's not an invasion. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. No matter which side of it you're on, whether you think it's awful that the Trump administration is stopping the migrants from coming in, or whether you're concerned about people from other lands coming into our country. Forcing uh, their way in. Well, just completely based on whether or not they want to. No system to it, just whoever wants to come in. Um, whichever side of it you're on, you've got to admit it's an extraordinary event. To have people rushing the border in, a, in, a, in an armed conflict and right. everything? That's, I mean, that's, an, that's an, How often does that happen? Trying to breach the border. Yeah, it's just incredible. It is amazing. So we've got more on that coming up. If you haven't seen the videos, it's, it's wild. And I would be delighted to offer a counterpoint to some of the weeping, just over-the-top sympathetic coverage from a lot of the network news of the event. It just... It ignores all that is true and merely takes a snapshot, puts it in front of you and says, look how pathetic this is. Look, look, that's not news coverage. I'm not going with a New Year's resolution this year. I'm going with a what day is today? I'm going with a November 26th resolution this year. I've got I just I can't wait till the first of the year. Something's got to be done about this. What? This, this pie about eating. the border? No, about oh, the pie, the pie eating. Oh, you're back to the pie. Yeah, I just... Well, I had a quite quite a, an amazing number pop up on the scale this morning. You need ice to slap the pie out of your mouth. <laughs> you know? I need to be tear-gassed when I reach for pie. No more immigration of pie into your gullet. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. Mailbag. All right, then. Here's your freedom-loving quote of the day from none other than Julian Assange, who I think is... Full of garbage and 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 wrong, and I think he's anti-American. You notice he never criticizes Putin or releases any of Putin's stuff. So why would I quote him on the freedom-loving quote of the day? It's because I think he's right on this. The overwhelming majority of information that is classified is to protect political security, not national security. Absolutely. He's right. Absolutely. He's right. But the, the problem is, as you pointed out, that's true for all countries, not just the United States. So how about you release some of the secrets the Saudis have, or yeah, Russia, o- or China? Yeah, o- old Julian only finds the cojones to release the stuff from the U.S., which will not, you know, go uh, kasoji on him, if you know what I'm saying. More details in the uh, kasoji murder came out over the weekend. Maybe we'll get into those. Gruesome. Well, yeah. yeah. Hmm. He won't be making a reappearance. <laughs> He's not going to recover. Here's your crime of day because the federal uh, there are so many federal laws nobody even knows how to count them, much less uh, has bothered to count them. The uh, section twenty 
one of the U.S. Code, uh, subsection 352, paragraph F, 21 CFR, good Lord, it goes on for an entire line, makes it a federal crime. Now, keep this in mind. Makes it a federal crime to sell a device that people are supposed to put in their mouth to take up space and force them to take smaller bites so they'll lose weight. Unless it comes with instructions. Again, that, that can't be real. It, it is real. It's a federal crime to sell a device to put in your mouth to take up space so you take smaller bites unless it comes with instructions. That's what you need. I wonder, With instructions. Could I charge myself with assault? I might look into that today. Because I, I, I tried to physically damage me. There, there is surely a a crime and this is dark and i apologize for this but if if you had like an incapacitated adult in your care and sure. you maltreated them a, a, a fed them the way i fed myself right i Ex- would have committed a crime right like an experiment in fattening them for the slaughter right <laughs> right exactly. so i wonder if i can charge myself with an assault well, you'd be like uh, the junkie who says you know jail saved my life david crosby of music fame has said that hmm. Uh, moving along, uh, here's a nice note from Jen. A week without A&G is a long week indeed. So glad you'll be back tomorrow. We received quite a number of notes of this sort, and uh, I had a couple of people in real life say to me, Dude, when are you coming back to work? And, and I used to be annoyed by that, because we need to take a vacation now and again. But I'm a very thick-skulled individual, and I've finally realized it's an expression of affection, and we appreciate that very much. Um, if, if we don't take a vacation now and again, I will go psychotic. And I will do something terrible. I'm I will ex- certainly not hurt anybody because that, I don't have that in me. I'm the exact opposite. If we take any more vacations, I'm going to go psychotic because uh, oh. being at home is way too tiring. I need to be at work. Well, that sounds like a balance of power um, thing there. Uh, I, uh, I tweeted a lot. you got to follow us on the Twitter. I, I find it fascinating. We've had the same number of Twitter followers now for like five years. Oh, it's growing slightly. I think it's really bit. interesting. Everybody who wanted to follow on Twitter rushed to the Twitter, and then everybody right. else like, I don't do Twitter. Yeah. I, just, I think it's interesting from a how well Twitter's doing. Instagram's Facebook, hot. all that sort of stuff. Maybe that's it. You got to do a lot of uh, lingerie shots. Mm. Sunsets. Escaping. <coughs> um, <laughs> Instagram's hot. Uh, here are your weekly shower thoughts as compiled by Rich in Salt Lake City. One train plus one train equals one train. That's interesting. That's barely interesting. Oh, that's right. I was going to do this one first. My apologies. That's like a, like a riddle for children is what that is. It's kind of. Yeah. 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 I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll unleash that on my third grader. Setting a morning alarm, which is something I would wager all of us did gathered here now, including the fine folks. Setting a morning alarm is like placing a bomb that will blow up your dreams. <laughs> 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 oh, that is so true. Yep. This is this is a heartwarming one, especially because I had a lovely weekend uh, playing with my dog, Baxter. If a dog year is equivalent to seven human years, which isn't exactly true, but it's close enough, playing with your dog for an hour is equal to a human work day of pure awesomeness for wow. your dog. That's pretty cool. Isn't that nice? Boy, Baxter Taxi, he missed us. Played a lot of to fetch the tennis ball this weekend. Man, his paws get muddy, though. Woo! I uh, Speaking of tweeting, I tweeted a couple of tips uh, if you're considering what breed of dog is right for your family. Number one, ask yourself, which breed of dog has fur exactly the same color as my carpet? 
Go with that dog. I don't care if it's vicious or 180 pounds or whatever. That's the dog for you. I've observed this in my own family and others. Some people have the, um, uh, in their mind, it's automatic to them that if the dog has been outside on a rainy day, you got to wipe off their paws before they come in. Yes. Whereas for other people, that is just a blind spot for whatever mm. reason. Mm. Doesn't occur to them. And mm. I've, I've seen this in my own family and others mm. where it's just for, for, I mean, like for me, it's on my mind the whole time the dog's outside. Maybe I've got a problem. Yeah. But for others, it just doesn't even occur to them as they scamper across the house. And I've been to other people's house and seen this too. So I realize it's just a thing. Some people, it just d- doesn't register when that dog comes in the house. Oh, boy. <laughs> it's just going to be a disaster. Do we have an issue here? Huh? A little issue? Well, I, uh, I, uh, my, uh, there's... Actually, it doesn't bother our house. Our house is so messy, it couldn't have an effect. But our dog likes to hang out in our spare bedroom, and we bought this house a year and a half ago, whatever it was, and uh, and it has light-colored carpets for whatever reason. And the do- the uh, room where my dog likes to hang out looks like a battle of the Syrian civil war took place in it. Right. It's ridiculous. Have you tried the booties? Have you ever tried that? No. Yeah, when I used to run with uh, one of my dogs years ago, I'd, I'd put the boots on him. Huh. They're pretty handy. They're they're little, uh, they're like uh, Gore-Tex. They're Go-Tex, Gore-Tex George. Gore-Tex. Um, and they've got a little Velcro thing around them. I mean, you just put their paw in there and put the right in, and then they, uh, they run in those. And then yeah. you take them off when you get there. Ah, they hate them. Oh, I thought you meant the full-size work boots, you know. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Like some Red Wing work boots. Well, in Baxter, it's all about sports. It's all about chasing tennis balls, which he does at spectacular speeds. Um, so for him, I'd need um, some cleated, like, football <laughs> dog booties. Yeah, yeah. You need to be more like a doll. That's a good point. Uh, moving along, uh, because of inflation, dollar stores will just sell successfully poorer quality things over time until they eventually stop being a viable business plan. I, I've thought that uh, yeah. many times because of inflation, and I bring it up because my uh, daughter, who is going to uh, school on the eastern coast of the United States, reported a trip to something called $5 or less. So they've obviously gotten ahead of the inflation problem and have jacked it up to a fiver. As opposed to the dollar store? The dollar store, exactly. Because at some point, yeah, you're going to get, what, individual soda straws. <laughs> and <laughs> That aren't very good. Right. Yeah, like cut-rate soda straws and toothpicks. Uh, the Internet is basically a comprehensive collection of human thoughts. That's why there's so much porn. And Interesting. Fi- finally, there are roughly 100 billion neurons in the brain. I have no idea if that's true. Probably not mine, Sounds- but most. It, it sounds truthy. Mm-hmm. There are w- roughly 100 billion neurons in the brain. Jeff Bezos' net worth is estimated at $137 billion. Jeff Bezos literally has more dollars than brain cells. Hmm. It's astonishing. Uh, speaking of brain cells and how to ruin them, nice note from Arnie in Petaluma, California. Just a note on the subject of uh, the ongoing experiment on our children with smartphones. I was discussing social media with a customer at our auto repair shop when his teenage daughter chimed in. She said with disgust, pointing at her smartphone, quote, Do you know what this is? It's a living hell. It's a slumber party that everybody is invited to, and it never ends. Sounds about, that's a pretty good description. Yeah. Why would you want to participate in that? The last thing I would have wanted in high school, if you'd presented to me, was what everybody thinks of me in front of me every day. Never ending. I would never, ever have wanted that. And somebody tapped me on the shoulder. Hey, 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 hey. No matter what you're doing, where you are, hey, hey, hey. And us willingly uh, permitting that. That's rough. Bad idea. Marshall's News, we've been invaded over the weekend, yesterday. At the border, the latest coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show.
who we're talking to in just a few minutes. My man, Corey. Corey Lewandowski, who ran the Trump campaign at, at the beginning. Corey, fact, our man. He was like the only guy running the Trump, cam- Trump campaign there in the early months. He was the staff. But Corey Lewandowski and another guy have a book out called Trump's Enemies, How the Deep State is Undermining the Presidency. A lot of it is talking about the intelligence agencies and how they kind of went rogue with how they wanted to influence the presidential election, which is pretty interesting stuff. Wow. And should bother you no matter your political stripe. Huh. But uh, that on the way. Right now, the news with Marsha Phillips. Well, President Trump is tweeting after some immigrants in Mexico tried to breach the U.S. border near San Diego, storming the gates, as it were. Trump saying this morning Mexico should move the flag-waving migrants, many of whom are stone-cold criminals, back to their countries. Do it by plane, do it by bus, do it any way you want, but they are not coming into the USA. We will close the border permanently if need be. Congress fund the wall. So I'm watching, they got the video up on the TV right now, watching them run past the, the, the Mexican guards. Quite easily. Should the guards in Mexico have done more or not? I don't know the answer to that question. I mean, it was pretty easy to get past them. On the other hand, what are you going to do? You're going to shoot them? Well, right. Uh, the list of regimes that will forcibly keep you in their country is pretty short. You want to go, go. <laughs> right. You know, with the exception of, you know, showing a passport. That's You can certainly walk across well, the border. Especially in this case, if they're, do right. we know where these people are from? Are these all people from other countries, not Mexico? If you're in Mexico, you'd be happy to have them run out of your country. Among some of those arrested, I think 39 got arrested. Among some of those who were arrested, uh, several of them were Mexican citizens. Okay. Were Mexicans. Um, but again, <laughs> keep fighting to keep people in your country is not really a thing. No. Um, uh, but they got past the, the, the Mexican right. uh, guard pretty fast and then ran to the wall and various places. And people were screaming, yes, we can. Sure. As they, si se puede. Yeah. Wow. And then when some of the migrants... No, you can't, is the thing. No, you can't. There are rules. Follow them, period. Then when some of the migrants started throwing things at the Border Patrol agents and hitting the agents, that's when the agents used tear gas to break up the group. But Border Patrol agents, not the military, which is a distinction without a difference or something. A guy in a uniform with a gun, but... Well, and most of the coverage this morning on the networks and your NPR focuses on small children... Unshoed, being attacked by the evil Americans with tear gas, ignoring the thousand decisions over literally thousands of miles that their parents made, and then the decision to storm the border. It reminds me of a number of incidents in my life. Jack and I have talked about the infamous Wichita hockey riot that was just absolutely insane, where players and fans were fighting, and fans were trying to go on the ice, players were trying to come into the stands. But if you want to stand back and just watch it, you were at absolutely zero risk of the violence. All mommy had to do with their child was to stand 100 yards back and watch. Mommy didn't have to storm the fence with her children. NPR going on and on about this poignant picture. What were they doing there? That's a heck of a thing to tell your four-year-old little girl to, to run at the border. You'll make a great photo op, and the liberal media will go crazy, honey. Please. Meanwhile, Mexico is reportedly scrapping a migrant asylum deal with the U.S. This uh, bubbled up over the weekend. Reports surfaced that the Mexican Interior Ministry 
is not on board to have migrants stay in Mexico while their asylum claims move through U.S. courts. An earlier report that showed up in the Washington Post said the Trump administration had secured the deal with the incoming president, who's set to be sworn into office December 1st. Now Mexico is saying, no, 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 that never, that never happened. So back and forth and back and forth it goes. Sean, I'm seeing a video of someone typing on their computer for Cyber Monday. How's Cyber Monday looking from the Cyber Monday news desk? Uh, most of the stuff I'm seeing, especially on uh, your, your tablets, your phablets, not that great of a deal, maybe only in the savings of like 50 bucks. You get into the smartphones, some really good stuff, some flat screen TVs. I'm seeing triple digit sales. I got more reporting on this later. Back to you, This Jack. is the biggest cyber shopping day of the year. Except that it isn't. Except that it isn't. A mass- it's just like every other day. That massive wildfire <laughs> that killed dozens of people and destroyed thousands of homes in Northern California finally contained. Cal Fire reporting the campfire has now been surrounded by fire crews after they got several days of rain. I saw the final numbers on that. 14,000 yes. residences. Yes. 14,000. Yep. That's you, you can't even picture a thousand residences. You'd have to try really hard to comprehend a thousand houses. Did you see that story that I tweeted out the early hours of the Paradise uh, Fire, oh, yeah. the campfire? How it all went down? Really interesting. I mean, from from the moment it happened and people started discovering it minute by minute by minute, and how word spread and it didn't spread through the official channels nope. for a variety of reasons. Yeah, the ball was dropped. Apparently, huh? um, in some cases, on purpose. They thought it would do more harm than good to panic people, but at some point, there's reason to panic. Wow. I mean, if the ship is actually sinking, you got to tell people the truth, and people are going to panic. It's a panic situation, right? Um, but anyway, it's it's God dang it. I mean, people were. Knocking on their neighbor door. Look at that over there. Get in your car. Oh, my God. Because you, yeah. you had no idea. Wow. And just running and getting their car and heading out the cul-de-sac. Oh. That's yep. incredible. Fire outrunning a lot of the people in that town. A Chinese scientist is now claiming he's helped create the world's first genetically edited babies. using a GEBs, new, Joe's calling them. Using a new tool to alter the DNA of twin girls. The researcher said he altered embryos for seven couples during fertility treatments, and there's been one pregnancy so far. He says the goal of his DNA alteration was to give the offspring an ability to resist possible future infection with the AIDS virus. Wow. So they went with something noble-sounding right? to kind of get people on their heels, yeah. to uh, disarm them from uh, attacking China for genetically engineering babies. Which is what they're doing, and it had to be China or North Korea. You knew they were yeah. going to do it. Even it, though their their ultimate goal would be to breed people that are much stronger, taller, smarter, etc., obviously. Yeah, this kind of gene editing banned in the U.S. because the DNA changes can pass to future generations. Oh, yeah, you're, you're editing that line yeah. of genealogy. Right. You're, you're 23 and me centuries from now, and say, you go back to here, and that's where they genetically edited us, and that's why we have three arms now. Right. Anyway, many mainstream scientists announced or denounced the report of the claims. They are calling it human experimentation. Well, because it is. Yes, it clearly is. And, of course, you have no idea when you start messing around with the genes of what right. other things that's going to have an effect on. We're not smart enough to know that. Oh, there my you, God, that's horrifying. There you go. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips in the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. <laughs> That's Squawky, the bald eagle that we keep chained in the control room to symbolize freedom. Uh, so I've been reading a lot about the implementation of the social uh, score system in China lately. 
where they keep track of everything you do right. and facial recognition cameras and and you get a score. You're either a good Chinese person or a bad Chinese person. There are, there are benefits and costs to both uh, verdicts. Um, and I'm certain that the Chinese will eventually be genetically engineering obedience. Try to figure out what makes you a little more uh, rebellious, wow. a little more independent. Of course. Of course sure. you would. People Make that you are... a good, quiet, loyal worker. Oh, yeah, so tall, strong, and... Um, Unquestioning passive. of authority, if they can figure it out. Yeah. Strong, yeah. tall, fast, and passive. That's what they're looking for. China! Well, something. Uh, Corey Lewandowski. You probably know his name if you followed the whole Donald Trump becoming president thing. He's co-authored a book, Trump's Enemies, and we're going to talk to him coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Report from the border coming up in a little bit. See if uh, is there any chance that migrants are going to run at the border again today? I don't know. Um, we'll have a, a reporter standing by. Also, Marshall's going to have in his news next hour. I don't know if any of you saw Alan Dershowitz, professor from Harvard Law, yesterday on one of the shows saying the Mueller report, which could come out any day, is going to be devastating to the Trump campaign. But then he explains what he means by devastating, and it's pretty interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I heard that, and and I'm not entirely sure what to make of it, even if he is right. So, boy, when that hits, that is going to be the news story for a while. And it's also not exactly clear to me how good his information is, but we we shall see. Uh, some amazing stories of survivors of the uh, the campfire in the Paradise, California area. Just uh, just astounding tales of of heroism and kindness and and difficulty and the rest of it. Uh, right now, please welcome to the Armstrong and Getty Show, Corey Lewandowski and David Bossy, uh, authors of Trump's Enemies, How the Deep State is Undermining the Presidency. Gentlemen, good morning. How are you? Good morning. Hey, We're uh, great. Thank you. Terrific. Quick question for Corey. Uh, we remember, I think it may have been a 60 Minutes uh, piece during the campaign that was uh, showing the campaign office and, and the president, the candidate at that time, indicating very early you and you appear to be the staff. How how seat of the pants, how small was it at the beginning? Well, it literally started uh, as, as a one- or two-person operation, and Dave and I wrote about this in a, in a book we put out last year called Let Trump Be Trump. And the reason I did it that way was because I've seen what the Washington political consulting class has done to candidates for 20 years. They've taken their money, they've lost races, they've gotten rich over it, and I said – Mr. Trump, if you give me the privilege of running your campaign, I'll spend your money like it's my own, something he happened to like a lot, and that's how uh, he hired me, and that's how he's running the government. And so it was a small operation, but look, we won 38 primaries and caucuses. He got more votes than any candidate in the history of the Republican Party, and it was a meritocracy. We all did whatever was needed. We put our agendas aside. He was 99.9% of the operation, and the entire staff was 001 that is interesting. We'll probably talk about that later once you're off the phone. But your book, Trump's Enemies, um, I'm interested in the portion of the book that deals with our intelligence community and how you feel that they that they that they picked a side and did things that should be scary to people of all political stripes during a presidential election. Explain. They certainly did. And that's one of the reasons if you just look in the last week where you have the intelligence community giving the president uh, their 
I, their basic feelings, right? Their, their an analysis of what happened with the Khashoggi murder, um, the, the journalist. You know, the president, he understands what Clapper and Brennan and Comey did with intelligence. And so he's skeptical. And by the way, all presidents should be skeptical and are skeptical of what they're told. They ask a lot of questions, and that's what this president does. But if you go, if you understand what this president has gone up against, and this president understands now that during his campaign, the Obama administration was spying on him. That's what he believes. And so it is a, and that's in our interview. We, we have an interview with President Trump in our book, Trump's Enemies. And that, in that interview, he describes, uh, you know, what it's like, in his opinion, to be uh, watched by these, these, the Comey, McCabe, Strzok, Page, all of those FBI rogue agents who hate this president more than they love the country and what they're willing to do using a badge, using a FISA court, uh, you know, in in a way to go after a political adversary. It's very dangerous. Well, Woodward mentioned in his book that that whole, um, you know, the dossier, it's called, was just a garbage piece of intelligence that Comey should have never presented to the president. Is that part of what you're talking about? It, it, it certainly is. And, and I actually was at the transition during that meeting, uh, and I wasn't in the briefing that Comey gave to then the president-elect, but I spoke to James uh, Comey immediately after, and I, and I got a chance to visit with him because he and I were co-workers together years and years ago. And so I know, I, I know Comey. I can't believe what he became. I can't believe that he has undermined what I believe is, is our democracy by, um, by really leaking information on this president to create this special counsel with a fake Russian dossier that was not uh, in any way, shape, or form you know, justified or uh, or uh, found as fact by our intelligence agencies, and he just dumped it on this on the president-elect at that meeting, at that briefing, and then he leaked it to the media, and that's what has got this entire investigation going. It's been two years, to over twenty million dollars, a waste of the American taxpayer dollars, and we need to move on from it. And I hope that the Mueller investigation will wrap. We'll wrap it up very soon. Corey Lewandowski and David Bossy on the line. The book is Trump's Enemies, How the Deep State is Undermining the Presidency. I've always found the term deep state a little a little exciting, uh, if, if you know what I mean. If, you, uh, if people of all parties can agree on the term permanent bureaucracy, which is enormous and powerful, and they serve, like all human beings, their own needs, what does the permanent bureaucracy want? What is their motivation? Well, well, Jack and Joe, what they want is very simple. They want status quo. They want to be left to, to control their fiefdom inside the uh, federal bureaucracy any way they want, which means they don't want a change agent coming to Washington. They don't want someone who questions the way things have always been done. Look, I, I, I think back to the president when he was first elected, he was the president-elect, and he got a call from uh, the president of Taiwan, a country which we're not supposed to recognize. And they said, the president of Taiwan is on line one. And they said, sir, you're not allowed to talk to her because we don't recognize Taiwan. He said, wait a minute. For 30 years, we've had a broken policy towards Taiwan. Let me at least say hello to the person. And it was a 15-second conversation. But the people who run the State Department and the Secretary and the Defense Department, their heads explode because the permanent bureaucracy, as you've articulated it, wants to keep the status quo. They want nothing to change, and we've had a failed foreign policy for too long. And this president came in and said, 
no more. We're going to fix it. For what it's worth, uh, and I did not have much affection at all for Barack Obama's policies, he ran into the same problem over and over again as a, as a would-be change agent. D.C. exists for D.C.'s purposes only, ladies and gentlemen, whichever way you swing. Yeah, I remember, I think it might have been even one of Woodward's books again, where he talked about Obama said they were boxing him in on his policy on, I think it was either Iraq or Afghanistan, so that, that whole permanent bureaucracy has existed for lots of presidents. What do we do about that? And, and, and here's the difference. You guys are exactly right. Barack Obama bent to the will of the permanent bureaucracy. He bent to their will. Instead, this president is saying, no, geniuses, you have gotten it wrong for 40 years with Taiwan or North Korea or any other foreign policy issue. You've done it wrong on the economy. And now look what the, look what the president has done on foreign policy issues. He's brought forth that peace through strength that Ronald Reagan really created and made into something really special. This president has brought that back to bear. And then you look at what he's done with the economy. You know, Barack Obama, you know, drove jobs away. He was killing entire industries. The manufacturing base is gone. Those jobs are never coming back. He would say, you're never, we're never going to get back to, you know, 3% GDP. And and yet we have the economic news that we have right now, and we can all see it. Gents, I apologize for jumping in. We're up against a hard break, but Corey Lewandowski, David Bossy, Trump's enemies, how the deep state is undermining the presidency. Well done. Great to talk to you. Thanks. Thanks Thank you, guys. We'll have to uh, explore some of those comments later because that's interesting stuff. And trouble at the border. Man, have you seen those videos? We've got to post those at the website. It's really something. Little kids. 